Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. On Friday night, a mob partly whipped up by far-right extremists rioted against the presence of asylum seekers in Nosley in Merseyside. Now, the pretext for this riot was the claim that asylum seekers specifically are sexual predators who pose a threat to women and girls. Now, at the same time, in recent months, there has been a dramatic escalation of an already pretty tawdry campaign against trans people, a moral panic, which seeks to portray trans people as a whole as would-be sexual predators, with protests recently either heavily infiltrated or directly organised by out-and-out far-right extremists, which I'll come on to. Now, in response to these two developments, I tweeted... It's striking how both the anti-trans and anti-migrant backlash are using the same rationale, protect women, using the all-too-real endemic crisis of male violence against girls and women to specifically target two vulnerable minorities. The point I'm making there is the very real, massive crisis of male violence against girls and women, which, has, which leads to 1.4 million women facing domestic violence each year, which leads to 400,000 women being sexually assaulted each year, which leads to 85,000 to 90,000 women being raped a year, to almost all women being sexually harassed, that this crisis is used to specifically target two particular vulnerable minorities rather than the very real issue, of course, of male violence against girls and women. So I then added, the hate campaigns against trans people and migrants depends on seeking out examples of crimes committed by someone who is trans or a migrant and then using that to justify discriminating against the entire minority. As a historical example of this, I added, by the way, the Ku Klux Klan's founding rationale was in large part protect women. The notorious 1915 film The Birth of a Nation popularised this narrative portraying black men as sexually threatening towards white women. Now, this provoked, amongst self-described gender-critical activists online, outrage and the billionth organised attempt to have me fired by the Guardian newspaper. For what exactly? What's the, what's the crime here? What am I accused of? Their claim is that I've demonised women in general, even though many of their leading lights are men, like Graham Linehan, and some of their greatest opponents are women, like Nicola Sturgeon, or those they call uh, feminists, even though, obviously, most feminists are trans-inclusive, or that I'm demonising those who oppose placing a rapist like Isla Bryson in a women's prison, which makes no sense because I oppose Isla Bryson being placed in a women's prison myself. I oppose putting sexual predators of any gender, in fact, amongst women's prisoners. In fact, I oppose almost all women being incarcerated um, in the first place. That's why I want to address the fact that out of 122 sexual assaults committed against women prisoners on in women's prisons between 2010 and 2020, 117 were committed by people who aren't trans. So I'm hardly demonising myself when I don't think Isla Bryson belongs in a women's prison. The people I was clearly talking about, because I tweeted who I was talking about, are those who, again, to quote my own words, who seek out examples of crimes committed by someone who is trans or a migrant and then use that to justify discriminating against the entire minority. 
How can anyone reasonable and not bigoted think that's a shocking thing to tweet about, to, to condemn? I'm talking about those who seek to extrapolate terrible acts committed by individuals and use them to blame entire minorities as the basis for bigotry and discrimination, whether they be asylum seekers, trans people, or historically speaking, gay people. Because obviously, what we used to have all the time were examples of gay sexual predators, and that was used to support Section 28 or lowering the age of consent to equalise it with heterosexuals. Now, if you're not one of those people, if you're not someone who uses terrible, um, awful crimes committed by individuals to attack entire minorities, and I'm not talking about you, if you are one of those people, then you're a bigot. But by definition, I mean, you're literally the textbook definition of a bigot, and you are fair game to be compared to bigots throughout history who sought to target entire minorities based on the actions of individuals. Now, a deliberate misreading of what I said was that because the KKK claimed to be defending women's women, women's safety, that I'm therefore arguing that anyone who claims to defend women is a bigot. Now, the people arguing this are either pathologically disingenuous or pathologically stupid. Um, but sadly, I don't actually think they have the latter excuse. There is no one, no political faction who shows such bad faith as the anti-trans movement. What I'm saying is campaigns that target entire minorities have historically always claimed to be defending women and indeed children. I'm not saying that they're authentic defenders of women and children. I mean, if you take the anti-gay campaigns of the past, they literally put children, so-called safeguarding, protecting, defending children at the absolute forefront. Anita Bryant, for example, the most prominent anti-gay campaign in the United States in the 1970s. Her organisation was literally called Save Our Children. She always spoke about children's rights being infringed upon by gay rights. She claimed she wasn't a homophobe. She actually claimed she loved gay people, but she was simply trying to protect children. I don't think that was a genuine attempt to protect children, and nor do most people, I would hope, today either. Now, we've got to the point where so-called gender-critical activists aren't even pretending anymore. Because when someone tweets condemning using individual acts to condemn an entire minority, rather than go, oh, that's not us, we don't do that, they raise their hands and say, that's me you're talking about. How dare you? I mean, what is there to say other than you're outing yourself rather than being unfairly maligned by me? Now, on the specific question of the far right and anti-trans activism... A few months ago, an anti-trans rights protest in Brighton, several out-and-out -out white supremacists and far-right extremists turned up. That caused a schism in the so-called gender-critical movement, with several prominent figures stating that they should not welcome such people in their ranks. Now, they were roundly dogpiled and condemned on Twitter, and one of them was actually driven off the website because of the abuse they received. At a recent Glasgow anti-trans protest, and credit to you and yours for going through this, activists who attended included... Alistair McConaughey, who set up a fascist group called UK A Force For Good, who was kicked out of UKIP for Holocaust denial. An anti-trans group called Valid Els, who described the rally as an undisputed Aryan victory. Activists from the National Housing Party, who want to ban all immigration from Britain, uh, to Britain, sorry. The Scottish Family Party, another hard-right party. Someone holding a Defay the Gestapo banner, who used to be a BNP member. And again, outside Tate Britain, because this is now ricocheting further they're going after drag queens who tend to be cis gay men that protest was led by the patriotic alternative who are out and out neo-nazis no, they're not just you can't you know people go oh you just call anyone you don't like a fascist no they're neo-nazis 
Now, what I would say to so-called gender critical people is your movement is absolutely full of people who are clearly far-right extremists. You might not yourself be far-right extremists. And deep down, some of you may find far-right extremists deeply unsavoury. But there's no question that white supremacists, far-right extremists and fascists have latched onto your movement in a big, big way and have made this cause, the anti-trans cause, one of their big issues. That is indisputable. You must know that. And frankly, if you don't like being compared to far-right extremists, then you need to take on the far-right extremists who are all over your cause. And again, I was very specific about who I was talking about. People who use terrible acts committed by individuals to be bigoted against entire minorities. That this is now a controversial view shows how far this country has descended into the gutter. Now, as someone, and you know, people go, oh, you're bringing this up, oh, trying to get a small violin out. No, I'm not. But I was gay bashed by a neo-Nazi. And the judge ruled that I was targeted because of my views on LGBTQ rights. And frankly, if I'm going to get attacked by neo-Nazis, then I think I've more than won my right to speak out about far-right extremists who once again are all over an anti-LGBTQ movement and are using it to recruit people to their cause and to invoke valid historical parallels of examples of bigotry and how collective blame is used to target entire minorities. Now, if you think I'm going to be fired for making that point, then I think I'm afraid to say you're going to be disappointed. Over and out. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.